is Friends Talk Life podcast, being brought to you by Shondell and Sharon, two friends of 36 years talking life. So we invite you, make yourself a cuppa, take a comfy seat and become one of our friends and let's talk. So welcome to episode two of Friends Talk Life. This week we're talking about all things friendship, how to be a good friend, how to keep your friendships alive and how to communicate. Let's get started. So Sharon, I thought I'd look up and see how long friendships last. And guess what I found? I found on Google, according to a Dutch study, and you guys can look that up, that friendships only last around seven years on an average. That's surprising. Very surprising, considering our friendship's been 36 years. And I can tell you, I have so many friendships that have been over 15 years. Me too. Me too. Yeah. You know, I've got friends from here. I've been here 10 years and I've made friendships here. I've been in Japan for four years and the four years that I was there, I made good friends and I'm still friends with those people. And obviously all my friends from my childhood still have friends. I've got a friend longer than you too, Shaz. No, damn (laughs) you, Rachel. I've got friends from preschool and my best friend, my other best friend, I should say, is Rachel. And we've been friends since we were four and five or five and six maybe yeah i love rachel so yeah we're lucky shaz ours has lasted longer than seven years good for us and uh i think today we're going to talk about like any friendship or any relationship friendships take work there's give and take on both sides and there's lots of tips and tricks you can learn about how to keep your friendship alive that's exciting can't wait to learn sean You know, I think one of the keys to a lasting friendship is don't judge your friend. Let your friend, if you choose that friend for a reason, just don't judge your friend. Be a good friend to them. You've chosen that person to be in your life for a reason. So your friend most probably has a different opinion to you and it's, that's okay. That's what makes you individual. And that's true. You know, along with opinions, they probably have different likes than you do. And that's okay too. It's fine. You know, we'd be boring if we liked everything the same. Although Shaz, we do like some of the thing, most things the same, very similar, but it's okay if we have different likes and dislikes. So what do we like the same, Sean? Well, definitely we're both into our spiritual journeys the same. Um, we don't like shopping. That's one thing we both don't like. Well, I know we both like chocolate. Yeah. You like white chocolate and I like dark. You like healthy chocolate and I like unhealthy chocolate. Yeah, good old 70% dark chocolate. That sounds good. (laughs) See, the same but different. The same but different and that's okay. I think one thing is to, in your friendships, is not to be jealous of the time that your friends spend with other friend circle. So I have a lot of different friend circles And there was a time in my life where I tried to get my friends all to be friends together to make it a little bit easier for my life. Um, You know, I was sort of seeing those friends at the same time. But then, you know, it it makes it hard when friendships start to fall apart and all of a sudden you're losing friends that were originally from different circles. So what happens is when you decide that you want to end a friendship, sometimes you can actually lose friends that weren't originally in that circle. So I've learnt from 
a big situation in my life not to join my friend circles together. Good point. So how I see friendships is, number one, I class my friends my family. Um, so my friends actually, not, not my direct family is in my children, but further than that, my friends are my family. And I think that's what makes us so um, strong in friendship, Shondell, is that we class each other family, soul sisters. Um, I'll never take the, the place of your sisters, but we have that kind of sisterly friendship. So, Sharon, we're talking about circles of friends here. You have a good analogy about circles and where your friends fit into the circles. Do you want to share that with our listeners? Oh, yeah, of course. So I always imagine myself being like the sun in the centre of the circle. You and are the sun. <laughs> and I imagine that my friends are planets that are evolving around me. Not really, but the way I like to explain this. So, you know, I see that they're in different circles or rings around the outside of the sun. So if you're an associate, you're the, you know, you're out in the Milky Way somewhere on the edge of that, that planet ring. And you might be a person that I say, hi, bye. I might see you down the street. Might've been someone that I went to school with, but you know, I haven't really seen it. First time I've seen them since school. Um, they might've been someone that I've, I've met in a class somewhere that we might've gone for a coffee once, or we just like each other, little general chit chat, nothing too deep. And then you've got the next ring or the next circle, which is friends that, you know, they've moved in from their outer circle. You're getting to know them more. You're starting to know their personality, a little bit about what they like, a little bit about their, their home life. Then you bring in, then you've got people that are in on the next circle. And they're the ones that are people that you start to give phone calls to or give your time to more time to and these rings keep getting smaller and closer to the sun until you know they're in the inner circle and they're the people that you trust they're the people that you see as being your family they're the people that you would drop anything for if they're in a crisis if they needed your help you're going to be there and at times, you know, as life, when you were saying before that these friendships can last only seven years, you might find that someone who was originally in that inner circle who supported you, you supported them, it was a 50-50 relationship, um, then start to move out of those circles as well. Oh, this is, this is true. We've had, How do you I see it? I look at it a little bit differently. My friends, I just see my two kind of circles, close friends, and that's including best friends, which are closer in. And then I see an outer circle of just associates and passers-by, I guess. So Shana, I was actually doing some of my own research and I found a study that was just done in 2020. And it was around about friendship jealousy and it was called Friendship Jealousy, One Tool for Maintaining Friendships in the Face of third-party threats and I actually found it really really interesting so it's about when you've got let's just use a friendship of two people for this example it's when you've got a friendship of two people and you 
someone else wants to come into the friendship. They might look at your relationship and go, I really, really, you know, Shondell and Sharon have got a great relationship, a great friendship. And I'm just using us as an example. I'm not saying this happened to us, but I'm just using this as an example. So, you know, they see our friendship and they go, oh, I really like that friendship. I really, I really like Shondell. I like how close she is with Sharon. I want to be a friend with Shondell. So what happens is a little bit like a romantic relationship, they start to attract Shondell. So what the study was saying is those people will then start to do things that you like to do, or they might want to call you more or spend more time with you. And then what can happen is the other person in the friendship or the Sharon could feel like she's losing you as a friend or she can feel like she's being pushed out. And she Sharon might say, okay, Shondell, look, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling like I'm being pushed out. I'm feeling like I'm not a part of this and really express how I, how I feel. And then you might not actually be seeing what the third person is doing. And then you start to say, I can't see you. Then what happens is the, the second person usually expresses how they feel. And that's called friendship guarding. So they're trying to say to the, the person that they've had that relationship with, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling like I'm put, getting pushed out. And that's called friendship guarding. So they're trying to guard their friendship position. This is my position with this person. I'm friends with Shondell. This is where I am. And it can start to bring fear into some people where they might start to overreact. They might start to, you're looking at your friend going, oh my God, like she's never acted like that before. Why is she doing that? Um, and this study actually said that the more value that you give your friendship, so the closer you are to the sun, the more this friendship jealousy can be seen or you can see it's being demonstrated. Um, it's also it can be brought on if the person is feeling like they're going to be replaced oh. as well. So it's, it's, that was really, really interesting that sometimes if this is going on, like I've always said to you, Shani, what is going on in this on the surface of something, of a situation, of someone's emotions is truly not is is truly what is not going on deep within them. Hmm. So if you have a friend that is acting this way, it was it was saying that you know you have to maintain these you have to do friendship maintenance. Oh. So you have to you have to you have to check in with these friends and go, wait a moment, how are you actually really feeling? I mm. see this going on. How are you actually feeling? So if you really valued that person, person as a inner friend or closer to the sun and you don't want to lose that friendship, they're saying you have to do this maintenance. It's like being in a, in a marriage and you would always check in with your partner for mm -hmm. their emotions, how they feel, um, it was saying that that's what happens in friendships. It's friendship is like a marriage. Right. So okay. I found that really interesting. So if you want to read that, it was a 2020 study called Friendship Jealousy, One Tool for Maintaining Friendship in the Face of a Third-Party Threat. So what do you think about that, Shondell? 
yeah, I mean, I don't know if I've ever experienced friendship jealousy myself. I've never felt jealous about other friends. So that's something I haven't experienced. So I don't know what that feels like, but um, I like to think I'm a good friend and I give everyone time and make everyone feel important. I think it comes back to if we, we look at my, my son and my circles that I was talking about as well. Sometimes you have to look at your circles and go where I've got someone in my circle, which circle I've got them in, am I in their circle as well? So it's understanding that you might actually be putting more into the friendship or valuing that person more than what you're actually being valued as well. Right. Right. So sometimes you might go, you know, for my, for a friendship that I see, at this level, this is what it means to me and this is what it looks like to me. But then the person who has you at whatever level that they've got you at does not see the same. So your friendship value is not aligned. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can be a problem when you've got other people coming into friendships or coming into your circle as Mm. well. I don't think about where I am on other people's ladders. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't don't have a jealousy for it, but when things happen, it's a explanation on sometimes on why you can feel like they're occurring. What I'm saying is you might have a group of friends that you're all group, all friends together. And two of those friends in that group decide that them and their they, they want to invite you and your partner out on a yacht, out on their yacht with their partner. But it's leaving other people in that group of friends out of the invite. And sometimes you might think that you've got a closer friendship with someone than what they actually think they have with you. I think you it's wonder- important to say that, you know, you might value someone more than what they value you. I think that's really important. So, you, you know, you don't get your feelings hurt if that friend does things with other friends, you know, don't get your feelings hurt. Don't feel left out because they may have a different friend group. I think it's just coming to a realization that what you put on people, your interpretation on what a close friend is could be completely different to someone else's interpretation on what a close friend is. So my close friend is what I consider a family member. You know, I would, get up in the middle of the night, if they're in hospital with their child, I'd go and sit with them. Right. Or their car broke down and it was storming, I, would, I wouldn't care. I'd go out and I would go and help them. Where someone else might see a good friend as someone that they just catch up with every so often for a couple right. of I liked what you just talked about because, you know, we've all got different friends and it's okay if you don't like certain friends and I don't like certain friends. Not that we have any friends that we dislike about each other but I know other circles you know I hear of friends talking about other friends that they don't like and that's okay you know it would be boring if we were all the same and we all like the same thing it's good to have some differences and it's good to have friends in different circles that have different hobbies too because you know maybe you like to go and do wine tasting and I don't I don't know are you calling me an alcoholic no sweetie I know. I don't really drink either, but I'm just, as an example, you know, it's okay to have friends that like to do 
different things. Back in the day when we used to go out motocrossing with the boys, with our husbands, you didn't really want to come and do that. That wasn't your jam. That's okay. That's right. Couldn't find anything else more boring. <laughs> you don't like eating a bit of dirt? Hey, thanks. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather be at the spa getting a massage. I mean, I'll join you there afterwards. So, Sean, let's talk about things that can build a strong friendship. I think it's really important that you choose your friends wisely. You know, friendship is like a marriage. I said that previously. You have your good times in your friendship. You have your hard times. You love each. So what's some things that can build a strong friendship? I think it's really important that you choose your friends wisely, especially if they're going to be long-term friends. Friendships are like a marriage. So you usually court each other and then you get to know each other and then you decide, okay, well, I want this relationship to work. And you do have to work at being friends. You have to make sure that someone's not putting in, you know, 25% and you feel like you're doing all the work and then you're feeling like you're resentful to the friendship. You know, you want to find friendships that support you and you can support them. It's not all one-sided. So, you know, you're, you're there for the people's good times. You're there for their hard times. You love each other's kids. Sometimes you have to get divorced <laughs> and sometimes the kids end up suffering. So I think it's really important to, especially when you start to get older, like you, Shondell, um, I think it's really important to pick your friends, be a little bit more wiser on who you're going to let in. Right, right. Because, you know, you do build these strong relationships and you want, you want to be able to trust the person that you're making a friendship with. So choosing wisely is a good point. I think on when you choose wisely, you also need to be a good listener. I mean, again, about the percentages, if you're the one always doing the talking and you're never really hearing what your friend's got to say, that's important. So be a good listener, lean in, listen closely, listen to always what's behind the feelings, the emotion, and, you know, really hear what your friend's trying to say. Ask them. If you're not sure, it's okay to say to them, you know, what did you mean by that? Do you want to, can you talk about that a little bit more? I'm not understanding where you're coming from. And I've done that a little bit to you, Shani. We've had some deep and meaningful conversations and I'm a thinker and I've gone off and, and I've come back to, you know, the next day usually when I'm harassing you. <laughs> and, um, and I said, hey, Sean, you know, you said this yesterday. What did you mean by that? And because even though you've said it, it's like getting a text message it's sometimes it's your own emotions that you're putting into something that you go, oh, this is what I heard, but it mm. actually wasn't what they meant. Right. Because again, in text messages and emails, et cetera, there's no tone. So it may be depending on your emotion at that time, when you've opened that message, what's going on in your day and you just read this note and you're thinking, well, what does she mean by that? Or, and that's the great thing about us. You actually will call me and say, hey, I've been thinking about this. What did you mean? Can you, and I'll, I'll be like, oh gosh, no, I never said that. Or I didn't want you to interpret it that way. Or Yeah, because it could be, it could be in a conversation as well. Or it could be just, you've missed something, you know, your brain's thinking itself. I hope it's thinking itself. And, <laughs> um, and you know, you could be, so you could be in a conversation, but you could, 
be off thinking I need to pick up some milk and you can miss something. Mm. And then all of a sudden you've, you've heard something and gone, wait a moment, how does that fit in? So it's just about being truthful and getting clarity and knowing exactly and, and feeling like you can actually say that to your friend. Yeah. Never being afraid to actually open up the conversation and say, you know, I'm really bothered by this or that kind of hurt my feelings or anything. Just don't be afraid to get to the root cause of anything in your friendship. And I think that's really comes from a place of respecting your friendship as well. It's, it's saying that, you know, I trust that I can be me. I can voice my opinion and you're not just not going to throw it away. Right. That's true. It's it's the understanding as as a friendship we grow together. Grow old together. Well, you do. <laughs> Listen, guys. Every time she gets a chance, she throws it in. Come on, Chase. I just want to say her birthday's in April, and mine's in May. Sounds like a whole month apart. All right. Don't worry about the date. Okay. So does that make me older and wiser? And still unsure. <laughs> Hey, you know, Sharon, while we're talking about this, I just want to say, I think an important part of friendship is, you know, you were talking about being respectful and I want to talk about not having to fix all your friends' problems. You don't have to fix them all. I mean, you've been there, I've been there. We've all got friends or family that sort of let us let down everything they want to talk about and we don't have to fix that. Sometimes we just got to listen. And you and I have this good saying, and I think your daughter might have taught us this years ago. When, we, when we're having these deep conversations, we say something like, you know, are you just venting or do you want my opinion? And the, the important thing about that statement is sometimes your friends just want to be heard. It's not about um, you having to fix whatever they're unloading on you. Sometimes they just want somebody to hear them out. And that's okay too. You don't have to fix everything. So I think another important point is always be authentic in your friendships. Stay true to yourself and don't try and bend and flex just to please the friends. You know, pick people that you can be yourself with. If you have to change to fit into a friendship or a relationship, then that's a problem. You know, if you have to change who you are as a person, that's, that's an issue. So I think that's the good thing about our friendship is we are authentic, 100%. You don't try and change to suit anyone. We are who we are. Amen, sister. And Sharon, I think leading on from that is having gratitude for your friendship. Gratitude is so important to both of us. We talk about it a lot, but tell your friend that you're grateful for that friendship. That's important. Being And And say it to your family members too, not just your friends. Tell them, I'm really grateful for you. I think it strengthens the bond in your friendship when you tell them, I'm so grateful for your friendship. I'm grateful that you're always there to listen to me or whatever. It's giving your friend that value, knowing that they are a value to you. So I think a really big thing is to be kind to your friends. Celebrate your friend's success be there when they fall and they need to be lifted up. And I really like the first part of this is being being there to celebrate your friend's success. We're not in competition with each other. You know, our lives are so different. 
you're you're married, long-term married, you're in America, um, your husband's very successful, you're in a big house. I'm in I'm in, you know, hometown, born and bred, never left, a little house, got a little car, I'm single. I don't look at you, Shawnee, and go, oh, I'm jealous of Shawnee that she's got this. I'm where, when have you ever heard me say anything like that? Never. I'm there going, good on you, Shani. You've done amazing. You've given up a lot living in America. You've worked hard. You've just graduated from your course. First to pat you on the back, like, go girl. Hmm. Girl power, friendship, that's what it's about. Building your friends up. And if you build your friends up and they build you up, that's just collective power. Mm-hmm. That is strength. Yeah. Only she. So that's celebrate it. your friends' successes. And, you know, the other thing is be ready for when they fall. You know, uh, I've been through a huge court case and it's been 12 years. And I, I won't go into it in this in this podcast, but... A lot of those days were very, very dark for me. And I knew that Shondell was there and I would go quiet and Shondell will be there, you know, through Facebook. What are you doing? What are you, where are you up to? I mean, that's true. And, you know, I'm not going to talk about Sharon's personal situation, but when she was having hard times, because I know her so well, I would get a feeling that she would um, need me or need to talk, but I would send her a message and she'd be kind of quiet on the other end. She'd never, she wouldn't reply back straight away or, you know, I just go with my gut and say, Hmm, she's a little bit quiet over there. I'm going to keep these messages coming until she hits me back because I'm concerned about her. And there's been times where I've even contacted her daughter and said, What's going on with mum? Is she okay? I haven't heard from her. I just get a feeling she's kind of quiet. And then usually it takes a little nudge and then she'll finally get back to me and say, I'm really glad you reached out because I'm having a really hard time and I do need to talk to you. And then we'll get on Skype and, you know, we'll talk, we'll unload, we might both cry. And then usually we can get off the line and I know she feels better just from having that interaction. But sometimes you know, when they're quiet, they pull away or, you know, in her case, she would pull away. And I knew it wasn't about me. I knew she just needed a little lift up and I reached down and give her my hand. I love you, Sean. I and love you too. Oh, so that takes me on to, you know, try and be the kind of friend to someone else that you want in your life. So with Shondell picking me up, she's, she, her strength there allows me to then go on and pick someone else up. And it might be a stranger. It might be someone that I've just met that I'm doing, you know, outreach with, with the charity that's having a hard time that I can say to them, Hey, look, it's, it's going to be like this. Or it's just those little conversations that someone might need at that time that you don't know how it's going to affect their life and change their life. And I think it's really important that you actually tell your friends what they mean to you. So I know that people feel a bit strange where we always say, I love you. I always tell Shawnee I love her. She always tells me she loves me too. And I think that's, and and it's not coming from a 
you know, a romantic love. It's coming from a friendship love. It's coming from that point where you can say, I honour you and you really mean something in my life and you are that person. You are my tribe. You are, have you got half an hour to talk that ends up being three hours? You know, nothing is never too much. Mm. And I think that that's what's important about being a friend. Yeah. And just normalising telling your friends that you love them. Make it normal. Don't make it weird. It's normal to say, it's I love you, normal. Shaz. I love you, Shawnee. <laughs> so just, just finishing off, be that person that you want in your life. Be that friend. Open your heart. Open your ears. Communicate with love. Respond with happiness and joy. And always be there with strength. Because if you've got a good friend, you've got a happy life, you feel connected, your life grows. So thanks for having a cuppa with us and being our friend. Sean, what's on next week? Well, while we're still on the topic of friendship, because that's what our podcast is about, I thought, why don't we talk about some of the language barriers of me living in different countries and how that's experienced how we've experienced that and um, when we've got together with some of my friends in America or friends in Japan some of the language differences oh my god have we got some stories for you yes one in particular is a, about my son when he first moved here and a conversation about thongs that's going to be fun. <laughs> Tune in next week, everyone, when we talk about language barriers. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Friends Talk Life with Shondell and Sharon. You can find us on Facebook at Friends Talk Life. You can find us on Instagram, Friends Talk Life. And also you can listen to us on these podcast platforms, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Cast and soon to be iTunes. Thanks for listening.